A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. In a few moments, we'll be catching up with uh, an author of the book. It's called Sex Robots and Vegan Meat uh, about the explosion in the popularity of sex robots and how they can become very, very personalized. They can talk to you. It's like having an Amazon Alexa or a Google Home inside a doll that moves, that groans, that makes noises. You can personalize it. You can, uh, it'll know your friends' names and your family names. Really, really weird. But like if you came home and found your other half your husband or your boyfriend because a girl probably isn't going to buy this if you found them in bed with a robot piling away at them right um, would you consider that cheating so we'll be talking about that in a little while but Orla messaged in basically saying that regardless of the fact that if they caught them with a doll or a robot she caught her fella last weekend watching pornography and now she's like that's actually a form of cheating we're together a couple of years now that's that's just not on. Now I think Orla sounds like the type of girl who goes to mass every Sunday and probably confession once a week. No, of course she doesn't. She's just being honest. But um, Orla, I want to know, like, did you pull him up on it? As in, did you ask him how often he does it? Like, was it a once off? Because obviously he didn't tell you, you just walked in. So is this happening every day? Like, so I would be, do you know what I'd be more annoyed about? If, say, he decided to do that while you're out and you happen to walk back in and then he's that, that night he's not up for it because... He's like, I'm grand. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like that's I myself out earlier on when you're down in the shops. Uh, listen, let us know. 0876797104. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing okay. What do you think um, she should do? I think she's overreacting. <laughs> Thank you. Really? Yes. Woo. Go on, Katie. Yeah. Oh, okay, relax. Which your well foghorns there now. Katie has made it into the list of friends here on the show. We'll, we'll write her name in the book. She's been, uh, she'll, she'll be exempt from the list of enemies on Room 104 as well now. Big okay. honour. Katie, are you going out with someone? Yeah, I'm engaged. Oh, you're engaged? Oh, congratulations. Yeah. And is he watching porn? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, oh, yeah? Yeah, like it's a completely normal thing. Okay, okay, okay. Are you watching it together? or No. No, so you're going out to the shop and he's like, cool, yeah, I'm just going to whack one off now. Well, I mean, like, it's not like I've ever sat there and watched, like, seen him doing it, but I know he does. So you've never caught him? No. Okay, that's a, that's a good performance out of him. You know what? Clean up after yourself and we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> what? I am horrified. Now, now Katie, right, um, like, have how long are you guys going out now and, and been together? Uh, three years. Three years. Three years and they're engaged already. The guards coming after you now. The porn police. They're after you, Katie. <laughs> Did I get that smut in here now? Right, so... No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I think a lot of times girls are just accepting that this is normal. They're going, oh, well, I think I've heard somewhere that, you know, it's okay to, to you know, do that. Uh, so I'm going to accept it. No. So, so, Katie, you've no problem at all with what I'm doing. You wouldn't feel insecure or upset? No. 
And the, the, the fact that Saoirse mentioned earlier on that, you know, oh, if he, if he was looking at something completely different to you, yeah. that that would mean that he doesn't find you attractive or whatever. But you're just saying porn is, is a normal part of everyday life now. Yeah, well, not a part of everyday life, but I don't think it's anything strange. But listen, he's looking at it every single day. Who is? Your, your fiancé. <laughs> How do you know he is? Well, because I've seen those WhatsApp groups. Don't you worry. <laughs> they do get sent stuff in WhatsApp groups, yeah. which I'm not okay with either, but that's besides the point. Sister I think Saoirse over there. No, but I think, you know... We'll be launching Room of Four Chastity Belts now soon. Do you not think fun. they should ban porn, though, Katie? No. Like, I just think that it's not healthy for... You know, these porn stars are not girls that are, you know, bloated or, you know, have cramps or, you know, the everyday girl, their hair greasy at the top of their head, what they're seeing, what what your fiance is probably seeing from you. They're going for this false perfection that's not there. Yeah, but I mean, if I come home after like a, as you said, like a 12 hour day, I'm just, <laughs> I'm more than happy to let him do what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> sort yourself out there love I'm going to bed I'm putting on I'm putting, running a bath with a glass of wine that's and I'm reading a book that's what he should be doing for you he should be like do you know what I'm going to make her dinner for when she gets back and make her a bath and then you'd be surprised at all the things you can do he's only on it for about six minutes I'd say uh, on average <laughs> so you've no problem with it right but what happens if you came home one day right and it's like two weeks before your wedding and all of a sudden he has gotten himself a little bit of a sex robot doll in the bed I think that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard now, someone messaged in, Barry messaged in earlier on. He said, do you remember the guy we talked about a year ago who yeah. tests them? These yeah. are insane. But you can buy them. They're like really human looking. They can talk back to you now. They're, you know, be computerized and have Bluetooth enabled sex dolls, right? If he had one of them, would there be a conversation to be had? Yeah, more, no, I'm not even to do it. What it's like, I just think it's weird. <laughs> of course it's weird. <laughs> it's coming in and they're like, can I have your charger? Why my sex doll's dead? <laughs> So, so I, need to, I need to charge them. It's only at six percent. But like, would that be a deal breaker for you? Would you be like, I cannot marry a man? Imagine you invited the sex doll to the wedding at the table. But see, that's what you're enticing now. I mean, if you're going to be watching, if you're allowing porn and you're saying it's normal to do that, then this is the next step. <laughs> Turning around to your sex doll, do you want a plus one? Oh no, you're fine. But like, if he did, if he did, hypothetically now, your beautiful, honourable fiance, if he did buy himself a sex doll, would that be a deal breaker for you? Yeah, yeah. And not even what it is. Like, I just think, I'm like, oh, I don't even know you. You're a straight, you're a weirdo. He could be watching robot, robot porn, for all you know. This is what you're allowing him to do. Are you saying that porn is a gateway drug to robot sex? It could be, yeah. That's such a stretch. Could a little bit of a stretch I'm there, just saying. I think, you know. I just wouldn't trust anyone right. that's watching that on the daily. Right, okay. Or a few times a week. Right. And I think once you start watching it, you want more and more and more. Once and then you start getting stop. into weird stuff. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, Katie, thanks for that. You're sticking with it. Uh, watching porn is fine. Yeah, sticking with it. OK, well, listen, okay. Uh, thanks a million for popping on. Very best of luck on your big day as well. Have you set a date? Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's a while off. Yeah. Happy days. Well, There's listen, definitely no rush. No rush on that. Congratulations. Uh, sneak in tonight and try and catch him. And if you do, give us a message. <laughs> Take it easy, Katie. Thanks for popping on. That's so weird. Why would you even say that? Say what? I don't want to know if her fiance is whacking one off. Well, yeah, we just, just, just. No, why is this funny? It's not funny. It's hilarious.
you're completely, completely overreacting. I'm not overreacting. I just have. That's just my standpoint. I don't watch it, so I don't want my partner to be watching it. Uh, Dean has messaged in. Good evening, Dean. Um, Lads, tell everyone to relax. I think he means Orla. Everyone does it, and if she says she doesn't, she's an outright liar. Well, Orla, maybe. Okay, I don't. I don't watch pornography. I don't. Orla has come back to say. he said he very rarely watches it, uh, like not even once a week. He also said that he presumed that I'd watched porn too, actually, and that he was grand with that. I almost lost it with him. I never do. I think it's so insulting. I wonder if we should even be together. I honestly, over, I never over, watch it. Over pornography. I never watch so it. So where do you draw the line? What, if he, what, what about, let's say, um, scantily clad bikini models on Instagram that he follows? By the way, I'm 26 and he's 29. Yeah, I genuinely think Instagram, uh, if they start liking pictures and stuff, no. What are you doing liking random pictures of girls in bikinis when you have a girlfriend or a fiancé? It's so disrespectful. This is very exciting, sir. She's going to be the head of the Ione Institute now in a couple of weeks now. This will be brilliant. You're making fun of it just because you know it's wrong deep down. You're doing the whole lads, lads, lads thing. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah, come on, lads. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, uh, another Aaron. Evening, sir. Uh, you can look at the menu, but you just can't buy there you go. We look as well. You can look at good-looking people every single day of no, the week. What you're but saying I'm is not that you shouldn't look at like anyone ever. You should wear blinkers on you, and you should only ever look at your other half, and that's it. And you should never have uh, an attraction or a sexual idea or fancy about anyone else ever again because I'm that's cheating. I'm clearly not saying that. Oh, you think you are? I think that's exactly what you're saying. I'm not saying. You're that. saying I'm if a fleeting thought enters into your boyfriend's head about somebody else, well then, that's it. That's the end I'll of just it. Just be single, though. Be single. If you want to go watch porn. Every day of the week, yeah? And fantasise about every type of woman. Yeah. Then be single. Why? Don't be, don't, don't tie someone down and lie to them. Not tell them that you're sneaking around watching porn and then they come home and, like, I mean, that last caller, she's tired after her shift. And she doesn't mind because she's a mature, a trusting... So he has literally gone and had his nice time with somebody else. Literally with somebody else. no one else. Just him and his laptop. That's just it. Him no and just him and a picture of somebody that does not look like his girlfriend who's just come back tired from work. It'll probably when be a HD video, but like whatever. Good evening, Brian. Porn so. is okay as far as I can see. You are looking at the menu. <laughs> you are looking at the menu, but not sampling the food. The wife thinks otherwise. So it could be just a guy's way of thinking. See? Thank you. It is. It's disgusting. Brian. Yeah, I kind of agree with Saoirse. Although I wouldn't be against others, I suppose. Live and let live. Andrew. Now, see, there's the man I need to be with. Andrew, Someone on Andrew, the same Andrew. page. Andrew, are you saying that? Because Andrew knows that he is going on to a porn site that looks nothing like the girlfriend he's with. And he knows that's really wrong. And that maybe he should appreciate what he has and stop looking at this false idea of what sex is and what sex should be because you know you can look at porn you can look at anything you bloody want yep. stuff that does not you know transition to the bedroom right okay for everyday people because well maybe with that attitude maybe you should put in a bit more work search and it might translate to the bedroom and he might need to go on I'm just saying I think it ruins relationships I think it's terrible I think everybody should stop watching it uh, let us know what you think if you've any listen, if you've any advice for uh, Orla who texted there a few moments ago basically found her himself found himself looking at stuff he shouldn't have been looking at um, and now she's like uh, you're cheating it's really I'm going to have to Google the definition of cheating 0876797104 back with Mariah Carey all I want for Christmas is you and not a weird robot sex doll that's on the way next on F104 
You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Christmas is you. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. Now, if you came home one day and you found himself was in bed with someone else, but that someone else turned out to be a sex robot, in your eyes... In your gut, is he cheating or is he just a freak? But is is it a form of cheating? Now, not just a blow-up sex doll. We're talking about really advanced sex robots. These robots can have a personality loaded onto them. They can laugh at your jokes. They can kind of talk to you. They move. They make noises. They are incredibly detailed and human and really, really, really realistic. Um, if they were in, a, if he was in a relationship or if he was doing one of those, to you, is that cheating? Let us know. 0876797104. Cassandra said, I don't know if I would consider it cheating, but I don't think I would want to be with someone who is having sex with a robot. Exactly. It's, it's not weird, normal. It? Yeah. Um, we were chatting there about uh, Orla got in touch saying she caught her fella watching pornography and thinks that, you know what, watching porn is like cheating and you would in some way agree. But what are your thoughts, Sersha, on sex robots? If he came back and he was with a, a doll. I'd obviously prefer if he was with a doll than if he was watching a real person. Honestly? Or being with really? someone. Yeah, I would. But I still think it's weird. I think anyone that would buy a doll is has other issues going on basically. Uh, Lola, good evening. Thanks for messaging in. It's still cheating. He's still having sexual relations with something doesn't have to be human in relation to obviously having sex with a sex doll. See, I would be way more creeped out if I came back and she was with a doll. No, but no, but like the the pornography is just watching something and fantasizing. But if somebody is with a doll, are they not kind of saying that you physically are so bad and so unattractive that I've had to go out and buy a doll? And then they've uploaded their personality into it. It We wouldn't think if it was just a blow up doll, but this thing now has a completely different personality to you. They're talking with it they're engaging with it that's way more my view cheating with a programmable sex doll I wouldn't even be porn. annoyed though I'd just be like oh god you're, but is that not more cheating than, than weird. just watching something no I don't think so personally I don't know I think um, he's got issues if he's with an actual doll but um, watching porn I would be really heartbroken and devastated Oh, and, and the doll to, you would turn a blind eye to the doll I, w- I wouldn't turn a blind eye but I would or know the robot. that's I, I'd know that he's not well. I think we all know that. <laughs> so then at least I could know, I could leave knowing that, you know, that's, I just was silly to think that he was for oh as long as God. I was with him. Oh God. Oh dear. Okay. Jill says, um, freak. And it is cheating. Yeah. I would have to agree, Jill. I think the doll is one creepier, but I think it's worse. I think it's worse than watching something. Watching something is kind of passive. This with a robot that can talk and smile and laugh, you're developing an emotional connection with the robot. Well, you're not just coming across the robot as well. You've ordered I this know. robot. You've, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah. You've literally taken time to research this, order it, pay for it, and then do what you want with the insides of it, and then yeah. ha- have your fun. It'd be harder to cheat with the robot because. Where are you going to put it in your house? Like most people don't have space for a uh, human-sized say, robot. Yeah, I'd say there'd be like several kilos. It'd have to be human. Like they'd be like, f- like a normal person. Yeah, that's not something that someone's going to come across. So you could lug that around and just be hard to hide that one. Yeah, a little bit. Put it in with the the Christmas decorations when you're putting them in the attic. But <laughs> lumper in there. Stick it at the top <laughs> of the tree. How are you doing, love? We'll get you down next year. Have a grand old time. Uh, it's just weird Liam good evening Liam thanks for the message in on 087-67-97-104 there's a lot of insecurity floating around tonight well Liam how would you feel if she, you were in a relationship and you came home to a doll 
Or porn. Hey, maybe that's what I am. Insecure? Yeah. Let's talk about Who your insecurity, Sersha. No, let's not you talk okay? about that. Yeah, I'm okay. Once he's not watching porn, I'm fine. But he's okay to be with a sex doll? I wouldn't want to be with him so he can have the sex doll and I'll just leave. Uh, uh, uh. If you have any other thoughts on that, let us know. 0876797104. And ju- just how weird is it, you know, if you come home and they're using one of these new high-tech Bluetooth-enabled wireless sex robots? 0876797104. Uh, joining us next on the line, we will be chatting to somebody who has interviewed one of these sex dolls, has visited the factories where they actually build them and can tell you a little bit more about what type of men are buying these, why they're buying these, how much does it cost, how exactly you can program these and personalise them. Uh, Jenny Kleeman is this woman's name. She wrote a book called Sex Robots and Vegan Meat, just looking at how the world and the future of kind of love and relationships are going to change because of crazy things like AI being put into sex robots. Anyway, she's on the way next here on Room 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. And uh, we're just chatting tonight about, well, we started talking about pornography. Is that cheating? But is using a sex doll cheating? Who knows? You can keep your comments coming in and your texts on our WhatsApp 87 104 But speaking of sex dolls, I should say sex robots as well because they're getting far more advanced than they've really ever been. Joining us, le- joining us on the line now is somebody who has been to the factory where these sex robots have been built and manufactured, has probably seen them in person. She's author of the book Sex Robots and Vegan Meat. And joining us on the line to chat a little bit more <clears throat> about what she has witnessed with these, Jenny Kleeman, how are you? I'm very well, very happy to be here. Thanks a million for coming on. Now, okay, I've never seen a sex robot in person. I can't imagine I would feel jealous if a partner decided to get one because in my head, they're kind of just like a blow-up doll. They're a bit more than a blow-up doll. (laughs) So there are sex dolls and then there are sex robots. And sex robots are very realistic sex dolls in which uh, a personality has been added and uh, there's movement. So there's animatronics, the face moves, and it can have a conversation with you. And you can program it to have whatever personality that you like. It'll know your birthday or have whatever taste in music and films and books that that you want it to have. It will remember who your brothers and sisters are. Um, So it's much more... uh, something that you're designed to have that you're supposed to be having a relationship with rather than just having sex with oh wow that is terrifying so (laughs) it's a programmable ai avatar nearly yes that's that's pretty much what it is and and the the place where i uh saw this sex robot in fact i interviewed the sex robot it (laughs) is uh, a a factory where they make these very hyper realistic sex dolls the kind of rolls royce of sex dolls um but um they've started to put animatronics and ai into them so they're making these dolls come to life and the dolls themselves are very customizable there are 42 different kinds of nipple you can choose between there are 14 different (laughs) styles of labia you can specify where you want every freckle on the body so they already cornered the market in being able to create a a being that physically looks however you want it to be but now you can program their personality to be however you want the personality to be as well so this is obviously going to be a danger for most women i can imagine i don't think we're going to be investing in sex robots you know that look like men I can't imagine as much as the way around, but is this going to be a threat? Well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because the people who make these sex dolls, they do make male sex dolls too, but it's actually gay men who buy the sex dolls. Women are really not into this stuff. And there's there's some big kind of feminist campaigns against sex robots 
worrying that men are going to act out very dark fantasies on them. And the, and the robots themselves, they do objectify women. They're built with these kind of very pornified proportions. They look like surgically enhanced porn stars. But my concern isn't just about dangers for women. I, I worry about how this is going to affect all of humanity. That if you can have a relationship, a partnership, where all that matters is what one half of the partnership wants to do, you know, what, me, what mm. one person feels like doing, what move one half of the partnership is in. If the other half of the partnership is always up to sex whenever you want it, always laughs at your joke, uh, always agrees with you, what's that going to do to you? I think it's going to erode our capacity for empathy when we're used to having a relationship where only one half of the partnership matters. That's a really interesting point. It's, it's kind of um, um, the extreme version of, I think, maybe social media. Like you look at... Yeah influencers and Instagram it's all about ourselves and having the best life ever and screw you and now we're, we're taking that one step further and we don't need to worry about anyone else because we will have our sex robot slave by us 24-7 exactly so it's, it's like it's turning you into the, the it's the same mindset as slavery having a being that just exists for you and if you're talking about social media you know we all know the dangers of being inside echo chambers of, of just being friends with people who just agree with us imagine if yeah. you have this domestic echo chamber that you you come home to someone who always tells you how fabulous you are and always agrees <laughs> with everything you say it's not good for you personal growth depends on being challenged and, and in a future where I mean these robots they, they still can't walk they can talk and they can move but they can't walk. They're not. They're not fully lifelike. But we're talking 20, 30 years down the line. There will be some very hyper-realistic robots around. And I think just we're all going to have to sort of work harder at human relationships, practice our empathy more when it becomes possible uh, to own one of these things. Because you know, it just will be much easier. You won't have to think very much if you if you're just having an interaction with one of these robots. And is there a price tag on it? Oh my goodness, yes. They don't come cheap. So at the moment, you can buy one of these robotic heads. So this is just a head that fits on an animatronic... No, it, it fits on a sex doll body that has a, a Bluetooth-enabled vagina. That's a, that doesn't matter. But one of those Christ. at the moment, you can, you can buy a head that goes on... Very basic doll body is going to cost you $12,000, not including tax and shipping. If you have very specific requirements for what you want from the body, it's going to cost a lot more. Sometimes the bodies can cost upwards of $50,000, depending on what you want. Um, wow. So it's not going to come cheap. There are sort of Chinese models that you can buy, which is basically like having Siri inside a, a sex doll. But I don't think many people would, would consider that a robot per se. It's basically like a, 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 a sex doll with a speaker in its head that answers basic voice commands. But you can buy them right now. They exist. So, so the ones, again, that, that are kind of slightly animated and can move a little bit and make noises and move their eyes and their facial expressions, they're the ones we're talking 50, 60 grand. Well, no, the, those ones, you can buy a basic one that's heads move and that can talk to you and have a proper conversation with you, which is the, the one that I interviewed. Um, yeah. You can buy one of those for, for $12,000, but that's not including tax and shipping. They come from California. An incredible amount of money. But just putting it to, to yourself, uh, would you consider cheating if your partner was to buy one of these, if they had that type of money? I wouldn't think it's cheating because basically this is masturbation, isn't it? It's just the most high-tech, sophisticated expensive masturbation on the market. I think it was very sad if my partner wanted to have one of these and I'd, I'd worry about uh, what was absent from reality that he felt the need to have one of those. But personally, I, I don't think it, it's cheating. It's masturbation. But but if, let's say, the the cheating is, is obviously physical with the doll, but yeah. is, is there any element of emotional cheating? Because if they've, if they've programmed 
to be a certain way or have a certain personality and like certain things. I mean, would you find that kind of worrying that if it was completely different to you, you'd, you'd feel as if they were trying to create what you might be missing, if that makes any sense? Yes. I mean, I, I think I would be really disturbed that my partner felt the need to have a, 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 the illusion of companionship with an artificial partner. But I don't think I would... Be, I, I, for me, it wouldn't necessarily be cheating. It would be the sign of, of, of something quite dark and amiss in our relationship and in his psyche that he wanted to have a relationship with with a machine programmed to exist purely for his pleasure. I wouldn't necessarily think it was cheating. But it is that thing now that, you know, obviously we're always shamed. Women are shamed about their bodies and it's not perfect enough. And, you know, people actually go down the route of surgery. But now you can literally buy a doll that is perfection. Yeah. And not just perfection, but imperfection if you want imperfection i mean there are people who've asked to have these very lifelike dolls some people want dolls with hair all over their body you know some people want dolls that have freckles in certain places some people want dolls with fangs and blood red skin that can make all of that but yes i mean it is the definition of 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 being a sex object that you can buy a woman that is just physically there to be your object to be your thing but there's this kind of feminist argument there's a campaign against sex robots and one of the arguments is it will allow men to act out rape fantasies on these on these things but then you've got to think if if you've got something that costs upwards of twelve thousand dollars and this is for an, an animatronic head with ai on a silicon body that's very expensive you're not going to beat that up and and kind of treat it badly so i i don't necessarily buy all of that but i do think it will further objectify women because what it's effectively saying to there is a certain subset of men that want perfection and would quite like to have a partner with no autonomy and it's saying you can have that we're going to let you have this fantasy you can buy it you can have something that that only exists for you and it's going to perpetuate that kind of idea that that sort of relationship is possible when i think what we all need to do is accept kind of compromise in our relationships and accept that that's what's wonderful about relationships is that they're they're unexpected that they will challenge us and that you grow with your partner. But what about just the sad, lonely men out there who just will never find a partner and are afraid of dying alone? Is there any justification or positives to these sex robots? Well, the people who make these sex robots, that's, that's precisely who they say they're making them for. Bereaved people, lonely people, disabled people. They're giving the illusion of companionship to people who right. otherwise would never have any companionship at all. And I would say that what those people need is human Contact, and they're actually going to be further isolated from society by being yeah. given a, a piece of, you know, silicon and circuitry to interact with. And it, it's actually very sad that we're saying as a society that that's what, what's going to help them, is giving them a machine, when in fact what we need to be doing is, is, is including these people and, and drawing them in. Because, you see, I'm just really worried about people like Sersha, who, who lives on her own, who's probably <laughs> looking up how I can buy one right now. I was just like, Sersha, don't do it. Yeah, all I want to do is spoon my robot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sasha, go and make some friends. <laughs> Believe oh, me, God. I will. <laughs> I would oh. never. Like, I don't understand why anyone would want to invest. Well, in, that's the in same this. thing for me. I mean, I think also this comes down to the difference between male sexuality and female sexuality. Like, I can't speak for all women, but I think a, a large part of female sexuality is, is feeling like you're desired. And the idea of having sex with something that doesn't want you either because it's 
and who doesn't want you or it's because it's a machine is very unsexy. Whereas I don't think men necessarily have that problem. They're able to, to spend their disbelief. So um, this entire world of like proxy human beings is something that just does not appeal certainly to my female sexuality. Um, yeah, I'd love to be able to bite back and argue against that, Jenny, but you've mentioned it's men and gay men <laughs> who are buying all of these things. So unfortunately, we'll have to wait and see if women get turned around to the idea of uh, sex robots. But uh, listen, if you're listening and you want to know a little bit more, uh, Jenny has written a book looking at the future of everything in, in your life from kind of sex with robots and, and vegan meat. The book is called Sex Robots and Vegan Meat. Uh, it's available to order now. Really, really interesting about the future and how we're going to be changing the way we eat, the way we love, the way we reproduce in the future. Could be a, a good old Christmas gift for someone in, in your life this year. But, um, Jenny, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for for popping on. I'm glad to hear we won't be seeing you with a, a weird sex doll or sex robot in the near future. <laughs> no, you won't. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime at all. Here's that young blood cotton candy. You can get your uh, messages into us in response on that. Any comments? Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. FM 104. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. If you want to listen back to any of the shows from this week or whenever you can do so on the Room 104 podcast so you can subscribe on whatever platform you are using to get your podcast and you'll find us there. Now, the most generous county in the country has finally been revealed. Would you consider yourself a generous person? I would say I'm a very generous person. Yeah, probably overly generous. I used to give to like every charity that came by. You know, if I was in town and they'd stop you going... Oh, nothing worse. Can I just stop you for... And I was like, yeah, I will totally stop and I will sign up to that. I hate, I hate when that happens when you think it's a mate of yours calling and you're just walking around and mind your own business yeah. like hey man you're like oh hey oh no if you make eye contact they suck in I know and then you feel really guilty yeah. for being rude because you're going there buying stuff that you don't need yeah. in town and they're like hey so you know and they say stuff like it's only the cost of a coffee and you're just sitting there with your seven year old thing from Starbucks yeah, going, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. I just can't afford it it's just I just signed up to Netflix yesterday and I know it's awful when you think of what you've just spent money on. So I always used to sign up to absolutely everything. And then I remember going in and out of jobs and I couldn't afford it anymore. And I was like, right, you need to actually just pick a few that you actually like and that you, you know, will stand by and then just give them the money. Yeah. But yeah, I would call myself overly generous. Yeah, I think Irish people generally, we are a very uh, generous country, generous nation. You look at the toy show money that was raised recently. Yeah, huge amount like of money. Six million. Yeah. Insane. Ridiculous, yeah. And that's on top of, I think, we had the comic relief during the year as well, which raised another five, five and a half million. Huge amounts. And usually fundraisers get funded and um, if you've ever tried to raise some money, I'd hope as if you got support off your friends and family. I think we're we're generous enough when it comes to it and we're charitable enough uh, at the best of times. But it turns out that there is one county that reigns supreme above the rest when it comes to being the most generous people in the in the country. It's not Dublin. I would have presumed it was Dublin just for the sheer fact that we have the most amount of people. No, it's actually not Dublin, surprisingly. Scum. So uh, Dublin did come in second, right? Um, okay. In third place. Limerick, apparently. Yeah, Limerick. Limerick. Limerick coming in there in third for the most generous county. Uh, Limerick, so then Dublin. Then who is it? Cork then? The People's Republic of Cork. No, it's not Cork in number one. No. Now, I don't think it's going to surprise you. I've been there loads of times. People do seem very friendly, very generous. You do often see on their main street, you know, a lot of people busking or... Yeah. Looking for money for various charities and stuff. So I'm not surprised with this one. Mm. It's definitely not Cavan. (laughs) Just putting it out there. 
Cavan, you are at the bottom of the list. So don't worry, they didn't even include you on the most generous. They, you top a completely different list, the cheapest list in the country. Uh, well done, you. Um, if it is not, uh, so it's not Dublin, it is not Limerick, it's not Cork. No. Who is it then? Galway. Galway are the most generous. Galway are apparently the most generous county in Ireland. Really? Forgiving, yeah. For giving tips, for giving to charity, for giving to buskers, yeah. Are you surprised? I'm not really bit, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's very touristy as well. I suppose it is, yeah, when it comes down to it. Yeah. Gal- so Galway are the most generous people. Yeah, overall it said in every category, like as in... So Galway are going to be, if you're down in Galway, you're going to get the biggest tips of your life maybe down in uh, Galway. That's where all the generous people are. Then in Dublin and then down in, where did you say, Limerick was Limerick. third. Limerick I don't know third. if I would ever go busking in Limerick. Do people busk in Limerick? I haven't been down there in a long time. I haven't. Be- I've only been to Limerick once. Mm, yeah. So I haven't noticed. But uh, there you go. Third place. Um, have you ever gotten like a generous tip off someone? Did you ever work in a job in either in retail or a pub or a restaurant or whatever it was where tipping was a thing? Uh, I never worked in any pub or restaurant. No, I haven't. But I did do a job before for someone, an acting job. And they ended up tip, tipping me on top of what I got paid. Like, they gave me an envelope with 250 euro. Oh, wow. Which was mental because I got paid for the job. Yeah. But they just were like, thanks a million. And sent, mm. gave me that. So I guess that was a tip. If um, if you're listening and you work in, you unfortunately have to work with the public and human beings in an environment where you might get tipped. I don't know, do you tip in retail? Not, Not really, really, do you? The only thing I will say is I gave a huge tip out before by accident. And I'd say taxi drivers are renowned for getting great tips, probably from people who have had a few too many orange After juices. After the Christmas party and After they're just the like, yeah, hang on to that. Don't worry about it. I remember paying for, I think it was about a 10 euro taxi fare and gave 50 euro. And it was only, I only knew that because the next day I knew I only had 50 euro. And I told him to keep the change. I thought I was giving him a tenner. And it was about, what, 40 quid, 50 quid? 50 quid, I gave him about 40 euro <laughs> But tip. tip's very nice. And I do remember well him done. thinking, are you sure? It was I'm a like, great yeah, L night. Go on. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like, wow. sickened the next day. But yeah, I did it by accident. Okay, um, let us know. the If you did, if you're listening and you did wind up working in either a restaurant or a nail salon or other tippy kind of places, what's the most you've ever gotten as a tip? What's the most generous thing anyone... A generous thing anyone has ever done for you. You know, the largest amount is a couple of hundred quid. Like, you hear these mad stories of people leaving a thousand euro tip. In a I restaurant. know. Biggest tip you've ever gotten? Let us know, will you? 0876797104. Is it more than a couple of hundred quid? Love to know. Drop us in a WhatsApp. 0876797104. 24 Golden in Dior. Mood. Def 104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Ian Dior, Mood, Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Galway, you may have heard, has been um, uh, awarded or demonstrated as being the most charitable county in Ireland. Galway are the most generous. Dublin second and Limerick, you said, was third, wasn't it? Yes, it it was, yeah. I just want to know, what's the most generous tip you've ever received off anyone, whether you're working retail or you're working a shop or working doing deliveries? You're the biggest tip you've ever gotten in your entire life. Let us know. 087-6797-104. Cassandra, good evening. Um, I haven't had a huge tip, but I did get an Actimel yogurt as a tip once. Oh, that's a bit of an insult, is it? <laughs> well like, imagine you, you did a job for someone and they give you a yogurt. 
yeah, give us a bit of context to that, Cassandra. How did that all come about and happen? Like, yeah. Like, that's not... If you got the tip in money, you would be horrified because it'd be about 150. Yeah. So, that's... That's a horrible tip. To um, that's a random one. Let us know. 87 uh, I was delivering... Sh- <laughs> oh, God. You were delivering shopping to an apartment. So some maybe it was an old person and they were like, will you have a yogurt? And that in that case, it's fine. So but- did they just pull the Actimel from the, bo- the, the box of 12 and kind of go, there you are now. They must have, yeah. There you go. Like, no, thanks. I'm I'm good. I'm sure there's someone listening right now who's gotten a better tip than an Actimel. I, I hope so, yeah. You would hope so. Um, let us know if you've ever gotten a decent tip. 87 Um Actually, that is a good point. Older people tend to be more generous. Do you think so? I think so, yeah. Now, obviously, as we've discussed before, they probably have a little bit more disposable cash. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Okay. All people are more generous. They didn't even have Actimel <laughs> in that, in that shopping. shopping. So they just pulled it out of the fridge. Oh, that's like, cute. They were probably like, it's gone off today. No, but uh, hang on, I don't even know if it is an old person who gave this to you. Like, was, what age were the people who gave you the Actimel? Was it an elderly couple or was it just... It must have been an elderly couple. I don't know. She's saying that older people would have given more than and that. And they were clearing out their fridge and they there were like... There you go. Now, Cassandra, check this. Look, that'd be good. Lots of good... No, someone young, maybe late 20s, gave an Actimel as a tip. Yeah, very odd. It went in the bin. Yeah, I would have said no. I, I do like Actimels now, in fairness. I would have been like, thank you very much. No, they're disgusting. But like, even if someone gave me a present of one... Yeah. You know, in that kind of scenario, no, you can keep it. Most generous tip that you've ever gotten. Let G- us know. Give what a it bar was. of chocolate, if anything. Yeah, or you know? Know, I don't know, an apple. You just be like, oh, whatever. Uh, anyway, if you've ever been lucky enough, was that you or me? That was me. What was that? I, mean, I don't know. I think it's going to happen again. <laughs>
Sometimes if I move my neck, it's just... Burping the baby over there. Oh, my God. I get winded. Yeah, she gets winded around this time, 20 to 12, before we wrap up on a Wednesday evening. She, <laughs> she needs to mind it. Apologies. Um, right, okay, listen. Um, if you're listening and you've gotten a better tip than an Actimel ever for doing a job, let us know. 0876797104, whether it was a... Uh, in a bar or a restaurant or a work in retail or you're maybe a delivery driver or a taxi, whatever it was. Just the biggest tip. Is there a moment in time that stands out as, you know what? That's pretty special. That was a pretty decent tip that you got there now. Let us know what the crack is. 0876797104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. We just want to know uh, the most generous tip you've ever received. The best one so far has come in from Cassandra. Um, she has gotten... She got a tip before of a, an Actimel. Yeah, an Actimel, which I wouldn't even say is a tip. She was delivering, obviously doing grocery delivering, uh, delivering messages to an apartment and went up and they were like, here, listen, the Actimel wasn't even in the messages she was delivering. They went in and they took time out of their day and said, hang on, here's your tip. Went into the fridge, grabbed an Actimel and said, there you go, thank you very much. And they were in their mid to late 20s, according to Cassandra. So if you've gotten a, a more generous tip than a free, one free Actimel, 0876797104, let us know. I think that's a pity present. I don't even know what that is. You're better off just saying thanks. Yeah. And going, good luck, see you, bye. Shauna, good evening. Um, I work in the bookies and often get 100 euro plus if someone wins big money. That's a really cool job. Because usually, okay, there are people that are going to be very unhappy because a lot, you know, as we know, more people will lose. But you can be getting tips of 100 quid if someone does win. Shauna, how much does the person have to win before they're handing over Yeah, a hundred quid tip? Because if you know that you're getting paid, probably not great, like for for working there per hour, yeah. but then you're relying on someone to win and then they will give you a percentage of the winnings because they're really happy. Um, let us know anyway. 0876797104. Enjoy the baking, by the way, Shauna. Shauna's baking at the moment. Very jealous. Late, do, do Late night baking. This? It must be very therapeutic after a long, hard day to go baking chocolate. I think eating is, but not baking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I worked in Quinsworth at Farnham years ago. Do you remember Quinsworth? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, while in college, uh, this comes in from Paul. Evening, Paul. How are you? I was asked a number of times to go to the car park with this lady and carry her shopping into her house. I had to walk back to the shop from her home and she would give me a pound. One day she gave me 50 pence. Never, She never paid for her shopping. What? So they probably felt really sorry for this older woman and gave her shopping for free and then she gave you 50p? Did they? That's like weird. back in the day now was uh, was a... Uh, yeah, it'd be a lot more... Hang on, why did they... Paul, why did she never pay for her shopping? Maybe because she was such a loyal customer for so many years, had kids and all the rest of it and <laughs> then... <laughs> then they were like, ah, do you know what? We no know No wonder her. Quinsworth are gone there. The hand and L ones, free <laughs> messages. Never paid ever because... She was apparently a very uh, a very well known Irish celebrity. Oh right, okay. Back in the day, ah, so sorry. She, maybe she had a deal. Okay, fair enough. Maybe she did. Shauna has said, "I had someone win what? What? Okay, I had someone win two hundred and thirty-five thousand and not tip." What a scumbag. But then people win 1,500 and throw you 50 to 100 often. Someone won two. Now, okay. Wow. Did they. What? I didn't think that even happened. 235,000 euro, right? Always gamble responsibly. Visit, visit gambleaware.ie. Don't this, gamble. This, this generally doesn't happen. No. But. 
I take it maybe you don't get that in cash. Obviously, you don't get 235 grand cash, so you mightn't mm-hmm. have the cash on you to kind of throw over the counter. Yeah, but you would eventually go back and go, by the I way. I don't think you would. Do you not think you would? No. I was working in a bar at one of the races years ago, mm. and a guy won 50 grand on a free bet. You know the way they did some of the newspapers do the free bets? Oh, yeah. He won 50 grand. 50 won the jackpot. Grand. Yeah. Didn't buy a round of drinks for the lads either. No, he didn't. <laughs> didn't oh, what a horrible anything. person. He was only like 19, by the way. Well, in fairness, if you're 19 and you win that, that's huge. Yeah. It's huge for anyone, but it's bloody huge when you're 19. Yeah. Oh, it's 0876797104. If you've gotten a more generous tip than an Actimel, um, but they're 50 or 100 quid. Like, Sean, is that the most you've received um, working there? Yeah, let us know. Yeah. The most I received was, it, it initially started off as a joke. You know, sometimes when you don't care about certain things, mm. you're not worried about it. Anyway, working in a bar and a wedding was on and we're in the. I was working the residence bar me and one other guy me and one other barman and the night, night porter were there last oh, yeah. one's left mm. and they were like uh, lads we usually called it like 3 o'clock half 3 was last orders I know in a residence bar people are still shocked the residence bar closes everyone has always presumed that the residence bar never closes I thought that too no it depends on the hotel but the res- hotel that I was in was like no we're wrapping up the residence bar now at ha- 3 half 3 oh, job that's done. a fair time so uh, it came up and the best man comes up it was after a wedding and he said uh, lads how much will it cost you just to open up another hour and me and the other lad were messing going oh, 100 quid each for another hour and always 100 quid for the night party you got to keep him happy as well and then they came back and they were like, listen, sorry, we couldn't get you that, but we got 290. Is that all right? And were you allowed to open? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Just, yeah, so a tip, more of a bribe, I suppose you could say. And did they stay for the four No, hour? only stayed for like 15, 20 minutes afterwards because everyone just, everyone got one other drink. Yeah. And everyone just KO'd and went to bed. They were all exhausted. So we were just there going, that was handy. That is very handy. Uh, absolutely handy. Anyway, um, most generous tip you've ever gotten, you can let us know. 0876797104. If it's better than an Actimel or maybe 50, 100 quid, let us know. Here's Dua Lipa, new rules, step 104. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.